Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 427 and session number 132 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. We do it every single Friday. I'm going to do it here again today. And today, I actually do have a nice cup of coffee sitting in front of me because I wanted to, uh, well, I wanted to kind of get in that mood of where we hang out, like I always talk about, at the local coffee shop, and we just talk about this business or just life in general. And uh, today I've got three really great questions. Actually, I've got two questions and one big keyword tip that uh, one of our listeners had uh, phoned in, and uh, I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that as well. But we're also going to be talking about brand building, and we're going to be also talking about email follow-up as far as Amazon goes. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. Now, You guys know I love answering your questions, so if you have a question, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can ask a question, and uh, I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming show. Now, this episode is 427, so if you want to download the show notes, the transcripts, they can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 427, and all the links and the goodies will be there. Uh, But I'm really super excited to jump into this because I love talking about this brand building and email lists and all of that stuff. And you guys know that by now if you guys are longtime listeners. And I probably should say, all of you longtime listeners, thank you so much for hanging with me and, and, uh, you know, continuing to support the Amazing Seller podcast. If you guys are brand new, well, I hope that you get a ton of value from the podcast. Go back, check out past episodes, go to the blog, and uh, you can search there for things that you may need help with, and you'll find most of the answers there. I'm pretty sure um, there's been a lot of discussions uh, throughout this business, uh, building it and scaling it and everything in between. So uh, definitely go check out that resource. So before we do jump in, though, you guys know I like to give you my weekly thought. And uh, you know, this week is is really, I think it's a hard one for a lot of people to understand because they believe that, well, it's kind of like if someone's already done something or a bunch of people have already done something, then there's probably no room for me. Uh, you may even have thought about that yourself and in, in, in something else, maybe not even in this business. You're thinking to yourself, well, how am I going to get started in Amazon or start my own e-commerce business? Uh, there's other people that have already done it in that market, right? And I think that's a, a huge problem for a lot of people because that holds them back. They think that, well, someone already invented that, so I can't invent something similar. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. And I, I just really want to get that across to anyone that is thinking that. I want you to understand that there is plenty of opportunity out there for all of us, okay? But, there's a little but here, uh, you know, it is going to be a little bit harder in a sense. And what I mean is there's always kind of like the gold rush day. And oh, by the way, depending on when you're listening to this, gold rush is going to be kicking off another season. You guys know I'm a huge fan of gold rush. My son busts on me all the time. He's like, dad, that show's fixed. I don't really care. I don't think it is, but if it is, it is. Um, It's kind of like wrestling uh, years ago, right? I mean, uh, WWE, WWF, uh, you know, everyone's uh, like, you know, that stuff's fake. And, you know, yeah, it is, but it's entertainment. But, uh, and oh, I'm sorry if anybody out there is a WWE fan or a wrestling fan and you didn't know that, I'm sorry I spoiled it. Uh, <laughs> but it's entertainment, right? Uh, but yeah, Gold Rush is going to be happening. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. But, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, the big Gold Rush came. Everybody found the gold, right? 
and there's no more room for us to go out there and find the gold. Well, it just may be harder. We may need to dig different holes. We may need to go in different areas of, uh, you know, of this business. Now, the one thing I will say is there will always be room for people that want to go a little bit further in, in building their brand or building a better product or customer relations, like all of that stuff, there is always going to be plenty of room for you. Okay. And just understand that. Because a lot of people, and I hate to say it, but people listening to my podcast or other podcasts or, or even just other content out there, they're, they're thinking to themselves that they're just going to get in, they're going to launch a product, they're going to leave their job. And I want to tell you right now, like that's not usually what happens, okay? Now, if someone does it, congratulations, you're one of the few that that's happened to, and I still wouldn't feel comfortable launching one product, making enough money, and then quitting my job because that could fall you know, that could fall off at any time. Okay. But what I want to really, really drive home here today, and this is one of the bigger things that I've been thinking about lately, because I get a lot of people say, Scott, there's no more opportunity left for us. We got to go find something else. Um, and I, I think that you're, you're not seeing the big picture. The big picture is this better products. So Amazon gives us all of the data that we need by allowing us to see reviews from people that have already purchased a product. All right, so that's number one. So we can build a better product by hearing the feedback, almost like almost like a focus group that big brands usually do. They hire people to come in and do like a focus group or test group of some kind, okay? Well, we get to do this in real time, all right? And we can build better products. The other thing is we can build better brands. So someone that's going out there and that's just going to launch one product or three products and, and just, uh, you know, kind of say, well, I'm just going to build a business on Amazon. That's risky to me. Uh, but if you're willing to spend the time and build a brand around that, okay, even if you did the open market, uh, you know, uh, idea that we talk about where that's kind of like launching miscellaneous products under a brand, uh, you know, you can still do that, but you're going to, you're going to find that you're going to have like three or four markets that you're serving to, and then eventually you can pick one of those and then go bigger with that with a brand, all right? But when you build a brand, it just makes you so much stronger and it gives you a huge competitive edge, all right? Um, It is gonna be more work, okay? But that also equals a better chance for you to be successful and give you a little bit more of a long-term strategy and plan and business in place, all right? So, you know, right now, the big thing for me and for us and our new brand and it is really, you know, doing that is building a brand and, and products that serve a market, right? And we, we base everything around now by building an email list outside of Amazon that can help drive sales on Amazon when we want to. So that way there we can spike the algorithm, we can get noticed, and then we can let their own algorithm and their own search take over, all right? Facebook ads right now is kind of like low-hanging fruit in a sense. Like we can go out there and we can target people that are our ideal customers and we can put something in front of them that gets them interested, uh, aka building an email list. Uh, and, and then from there, we can serve content to those people and then we can put our, our products around that content or inside of that content. Facebook pages, to me, are another great way to do this because now we have Facebook Lives that we can uh, leverage. And then Facebook groups, that's another way to almost have like your own little online community. 
Whether that's 500 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people, it doesn't matter. These are real people, and I want you guys to understand that too. We can go out there and, and reach real people. When you get one person to like your page, one person that you connect with with an ad, one person on your email list, that's a person. That is someone like you on the other end. Don't forget that, okay? And then, again, like I, I've talked before, and I mentioned it earlier, communicating with people. Like allowing you to get feedback or create a feedback loop in a sense to where you can put something out there, test it, and see the response by communicating with these people. And that's through email lists, Facebook ads, uh, Facebook pages, Facebook groups, Instagram, if you want to go, YouTube, like any of that stuff is going to allow you to to connect, communicate with people, all right? So when I get people that say, Scott, there's not opportunity out there for us, I kind of go to all this stuff. I'm like, well... If you're just looking to find one product and then launch it and that be your home run, then yeah, it, it is harder and, and your chances are very slim, okay? But if you're willing to do what we're talking about here, and that's what we talk about at our workshops, and, and we talk a lot about really finding the market and then products that are being served to the market, okay? So if you're going after the fishing market, we're going to find products that fisher fishermen people or fish fishing people. Um, there's, there's ladies that actually fish too. So anyone that fishes, uh, you know, you basically are going to find products that serve that market. And then from there, you're going to engage with those people. It's really that simple, but it requires work. All right. But there's plenty of opportunity for sellers that want to do the work. If that's you, if you want to do the work, you should be excited. You should say, holy crap, Scott, thank you so much for giving me that that little kick in the butt, because if you do that, you're so much further ahead than a lot of people, okay? But yes, you have to do your research up front. You have to see what kind of market you're going after. You have to see what kind of products they're buying, right? You have to see who they are and find all that stuff. And that's why we talk a lot about that stuff on the podcast and on our workshops, because we want to be able to go out there and understand how to find our customers in our market and serve it to them, right? And serve content and, and let us be the go-to people. And then when we have that leverage, we can then direct that wherever we want. In this case, we can direct it to Amazon when we're launching a product. I mean, I, I uh, interviewed a Fortune 500 company that they take their email list, their in-house email list, and they direct it to Amazon for sales to boost the algorithm. Now, they can turn that off and direct it back over to their own fulfillment center, but in the meantime, they're doing this to drive organic sales. All right, so there is plenty of opportunity for sellers that want to do the work, period. All right, so I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that's really what I'm thinking this week. I think this stuff a lot, but this week it's really resonated with me because I've had a few people, you know, say to me, Scott, is it too saturated? Is there, is it, you know, is there no more opportunity for new sellers? And the answer is just what I just kind of ranted about there a little bit. So anyway, that's my thoughts, all right? So hopefully this helped you. Hopefully this gives you a bigger, clearer picture on what you can do. And if you already have products that are that are selling and they're maybe not doing as good as you thought that they should be doing, do this stuff. This stuff here will increase your sales, but it will also increase the strength of your brand, all right? And give you more leverage in the future, all right? So Let's uh, let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Uh, I will take a sip of coffee here in a second. We're going to go ahead and listen to the first question for today. And while we do that, I'm going to I'm going to have a little sip of coffee here, and then I'm going to go ahead and give you my answer. So let's do this. Hey Scott, my name is Chad. I'm out of Utah. 
thanks so much for your podcast. Learned a lot, and I really appreciate all the valuable information you put out there. Uh, I have a question about brand building and specifically using Facebook and Facebook Live. We started a brand about eight months ago, and it's going well. We've used a lot of your strategies as far as building an email list, and we're starting to build one slowly. Um, and we feel like we're going to be able to um, take control and have the corner on this market that we're getting into with our brand. But we feel like we need to really push some more external marketing like Facebook Live and giveaways and more influencer marketing. But it's all kind of very nebulous to me on how that works, um, specifically the Facebook Lives. Do you, what we're wondering is, do we need a, like a uh, brand ambassador or do we need a spokesperson for our brand in order to do these Facebook Lives or is it just us doing them or, yeah, I'm just kind of confused how that works, um, especially if it's a, like our brand, for example, is in a niche where uh, we are not the target demographics meaning we as the owners of the brand. So we would probably want a spokesperson, but we're just wondering if if that's what you guys do and what's the best way to go about doing that. All right, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hope to get another awesome answer from you for this question. Thanks, bye. Hey, Chad, thank you so much for the question, and I love this question because it goes really well with my, uh, my, uh, my little rant that I just kind of went on. So, um, yeah, it, it goes, it goes really well with that because what you're looking to do is you're looking to leverage outside traffic in a sense. And I'm telling you, once we figure that out, once you figure that out, and I say we, because we're working on that as well. But once you figure that out and you start to do that, even if it's slowly, like you said, you're building your email list slowly. That's awesome. Like anyone out there that's building an email list slowly is fine because you're building an email list of people that are in your market, hopefully. Now, if you guys are brand spanking new and you have no idea what we're talking about here and this seems a little bit over your head, it's okay. Um, you know, We've done a workshop on this free. Uh, you guys can go watch that now or after, probably after the podcast. Um, but if you, got, if you guys kind of want to get caught up on how we are building an email list, it's actually one of the ways, one of the more powerful ways, uh, that is with, uh, with a contest in your market to attract the right people and then what we do with them after the fact. Um, that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. Uh, and you can check that out. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, but you, you were really talking about Facebook Lives. And I want people to understand that what a Facebook Live can do uh, is really, really powerful. And a lot of people think that it's how many people are on is where that Facebook Live is successful or not. And that's totally wrong. Um, what you want to do is understand that you're you're creating a piece of content that is live, okay? And if I don't care if there's two people watching that, the power the power comes in after it airs, really, because now Facebook loves live video right now, okay? So you're giving Facebook what they want. And then number two, you can you can uh, promote that. You can use Facebook ads to to push that. And now it's not really an ad in a sense, but it's a piece of content that is residing on Facebook, and they love that. So I would say anyone right now listening that thinks that they can do a Facebook Live, do it. Okay. Number one, you have to have a Facebook 
page, a fan page, okay? Now you can do them in groups, but here is one little tip. If you have a group, okay, there's a difference between a Facebook fan page and a Facebook group. Number one, you need a Facebook fan page in order to run Facebook ads. So you're going to need a Facebook uh, fan page regardless. So the first step is like create a Facebook fan page, put a couple pieces of content up there. That could be content that you share of others in other, uh, in, in other groups or other pages um, and just share it, get that page populated a little bit. Okay. But you're going to need that when you post because you're going to want to post your Facebook live inside of your fan page, because here's what it does that a Facebook group doesn't do as of right now. It allows you to share that Facebook live. If you post a Facebook live inside of a group, it will not have a share feature because generally it's a closed group. So there's not, there's going to be a like, and then there'll be, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the little tab there where you can add an, an emoji. Um, you know, you can add some of those Facebook, uh, you know, little emojicons or whatever they're called. I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about here with that, that stuff. Cause I don't even know what that stuff is. Um, but, uh, you know, your likes and your shares are really the things that are more powerful and, and preferably the share, because when someone shares that, uh, in another Facebook page or a group. Now they can share that in a group, uh, but you just can't share your original video from a group, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. So you want to always have a Facebook fan page. You want to post the Facebook live there. But if you have a Facebook group, you can then also publish that inside of the Facebook group simultaneously. And that's what we do. And then from there, uh, that Facebook live will be a replay that will just keep rolling over and over and over again, okay? And the cool thing is, is once you do have a little bit of a base, let's say you have 500 people or 1,000 people, you'll get 10 or 15 or maybe even 25 people on. And that's great because now you can get some live interaction. So that's awesome. Uh, now, a lot of you were thinking the same thing that you, that you were thinking, Chad, was like, well, what if I'm not the right person for the video? And I think what you also asked was like, you could do them, but you're not the ideal customer. Okay. Now a good friend of mine, Mike Jackness, he has a a product or a brand called color it and they do coloring adult coloring. Now for him, he wasn't really the ideal customer, right? It was really primarily women. And actually by doing Facebook ads and stuff, he found out that, and I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, but I believe his, his ideal audience was like, you know, women that were between like 45 and 65, somewhere in that range. Right? So you're going to probably want someone that's going to represent the brand in that age range around and preferably a woman, because that's primarily who it is. So you don't want, you wouldn't want like a 20, 25 year old man to be doing the color it because then it wouldn't be as targeted towards the right person in a sense. Hopefully that makes sense. So you want to, you want to try to get the person that is your ideal customer, your ideal, uh, you know, person in your market, your avatar. Okay. Now, uh, you know, an easy way to do this is to find someone that you have, that you know, that is already maybe doing this, but they're not monetizing their channel, but they know a lot about it or they're, they're just up and coming and maybe they're starting their own Facebook page or maybe a YouTube channel and they aren't even on Facebook yet. Or maybe, you know, someone in your area that's really good at this stuff and they would agree to do a Facebook live once a week. 
um, you know, so there's ways to do it, but you're, you're hundred percent right. And you're on point by saying you want that to be someone that is your avatar. That is, that is like your ideal customer. Okay. You do not want it to be, uh, like I, I'm just thinking to myself here, if I was doing the color it thing, like Mike would not want it to be, you know, a 25 year old male, uh, you know, with a huge beard and, uh, you know, wearing uh, a beanie cap. Or something like that. And nothing wrong with that. Now, that person might be the ideal customer for someone that's doing Harley Davidson, uh, you know, motor weekend stuff where you're gonna do a repair on your bike every weekend and you're gonna do a Facebook Live. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you gotta match that up. Or maybe that's a someone that uh, that owns a beard brand and they're doing beard oils every single week and they're showing you different ones and different techniques or different ways to cut the beard, whatever, right? That would be the ideal person. That in that brand, you wouldn't want someone that was a woman that doesn't grow facial hair. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that just would not, it wouldn't line up. Um, so really important that you match it up to your ideal customer the best that you can. Okay. Cause that will, again, it, it, it relates better to the person on the other end. So let's kind of go through this really quickly. Facebook lives are very powerful. Okay. Right now. We can boost those afterwards, run Facebook ads to them if they start performing. The one thing that I would say here, I'm going off again, I was going to give you like kind of like the highlights here, but the one thing that just kind of came to me again is when you do these Facebook lives, I get a lot of people that say, well, what should I do? Well, let's say for example, you were doing something, uh, let's say that you were doing, uh, like I said, like motor weekend or something where every weekend you would jump on and you would do something new to your motor right? That you were, you're building a new motor and every week you're going to do something new. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out here, right? Well, if you were, if you were going to do that, then you want to incorporate the lesson in there. But in the very beginning, you want to remind them who you are, what you're doing. Okay. And then also remind them how to follow you, like you subscribe, any of that stuff. Like in the first 10 seconds, that's what you want to do. You want to welcome people. You want to let them know that they can go to xyz.com for more details. And okay, guys, let's get into today's lesson. I'm going to pull off this part. We're going to go ahead and we're going to rebuild it. And then we're going to put it back. And while you're doing this, some of those parts are probably parts that you sell right? So guys, this is my, uh, I don't know. I'm going to sound really silly here. Um, this is the, uh, the O ring that goes, uh, inside the, the, uh, the outer case. Uh, and from here, uh, all you have to do is do this. And Oh, by the way, if you want to use some of our, uh, our premium gaskets, our premium O rings, you can go to xyz.com forward slash O ring and you can grab them. They're over there. We've got a full kit together for you guys. All right. So let's go ahead back, uh, to what we're doing here. We're going to go ahead and we're going to bolt this on. You see what I'm saying? Like you're just going to incorporate that in there. And then also in your comments and also in, in the description of your Facebook live, you're going to be able to put that stuff in there. So people can just click on, on a link inside of there and it'll take them right to that. The other thing is, and this is another thing powerful that we've found. I know I'm going a little bit long here, but there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, is if you have a Facebook page, you can also create a little store inside of that page that allows you to attach products, your products to the video. So if you have a video or a Facebook live or even a video that you upload, you can add a product that's related to what you've just talked about. You can add that in the back end. We just discovered that and it's working really well. Even if you didn't want to do a Facebook live and you just wanted to shoot a video because maybe you're afraid of live video, you don't want to screw up or something. You can shoot a video, edit it, upload it to your Facebook fan page. And then from there you can attach your product. So it's a little thumbnail down below the video. That's been working really well for us too. So you don't necessarily have to just do Facebook lives. Uh, although I do think that they get uh, better uh, reach and stuff, but you can also do regular 
just videos. Just upload the video, a little tutorial inside of your Facebook fan page, and then you can start to drive uh, traffic to it through Facebook ads. So there's a lot there that you can do. But anyway, I know I went a little bit long there. I probably should do a full episode on Facebook Lives and uh, and, and video for Facebook because there's a lot, a lot there that you can do, and there's a lot of things that we are doing, and it's working pretty well. So all right. I'm going to wrap this up on that question, but hopefully this helped you keep me posted, Chad and anyone else out there that's dabbling in Facebook and uh, building an email list and all that stuff. Let me know how you guys are making out. I would love to hear from you. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Ari again from uh, Barcelona. I'd like to add a new tip. So in terms of the keywords you were both wondering in the last episode that I listened to about why you would want to use keywords, I totally agree. I don't use keywords except for translations in other languages. So, for instance, in the European market, we have Italy, France, the UK, Germany, and Spain. So what I do is when I uh, add a, an ad in a different marketplace, in the keywords, I add the, uh, the translations into other languages and I can confirm to you that it definitely works. I saw that uh, my ads appear, uh, for instance, on the British marketplace when I do the search terms in Spanish, and that often happens here in Europe. And I'm guessing, I don't know, I don't have that much experience with the U.S. market, but I'm guessing it's going to be the same. Mm, on a side note, you were mentioning about the, the hearts and the little uh, wingdings on the bullet points, and you said it was illegal. I think that's correct. It is illegal, by the way. It's not HTML. It's what's called Unicode characters, which are the expanded character set. Um, thank you. So that's it. I thought I'd add my two cents. Great job, and thanks again for getting me started. Okay, so that was more of a tip than a question, and I want to talk about this. So Ari, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, you rock, brother. I appreciate that, and uh, really good tips here. And this is definitely something that we actually haven't done yet. And now that I'm listening to this, I am going to implement this like right away. And the simple form of this is going to be number one, just creating the translation for our main keywords and putting them in our listing somewhere, preferably in the back end, because we don't necessarily want to put that in you know, I guess in the eyes of our viewers necessarily, right? So another way that you can do that is you can use them in the back end search terms, okay? Or the other thing that you can do, and this is what Ari was, was saying, was using these as keywords or search terms in the in the uh, in your ads in your sponsored product ads, and then from there seeing what kind of traction you get there. Um, so again, a great tip, um, something we're going to definitely be implementing. So I want to thank you, Ari, for that. And then the other thing he was talking about because we had talked about this in a uh, in a previous episode was where you see in the bullets you see like I think I was talking to Karen Thaxton about this is where you'll you'll see like little graphics as the bullets. Like you'll see like a little check mark or an X or something like that. And I was thinking it was HTML, but I guess it's another form of like extended HTML or something. Um, but it's, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm probably not right on that, but he, he explained it. Um, but bottom line is it's against, it's against the terms of service. So, um, me personally, it's not worth doing. I don't think you're going to get that much more from it. So because of that, I don't want to jeopardize my listing or my account. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to do it. And I really don't think that you should do it either. You are going to see people that are doing it. And, uh, I'm not like, again, I, I don't think that they're getting like a huge bump in sales because they have bullets that have those, those, uh, you know, bullets that are 
highlighted better or you can you can see them better. I think there's other ways that you can do that. One way is, and this is a little bit of like where they don't really want you to do it, but it's not, it's, I don't think it's more than a slap if, if you, uh, if they actually seen it was where you just capitalize the first, uh, the first word or, or two words, and then you put a, you know, a hyphen in there and then you, you go with the bullet. It kind of breaks it. It makes it scannable. It makes it just where you can read it easier as the, as the, uh, the customer, same thing with your description. I like to break that up, um, and, uh, and just keep it. So it's scannable. Um, I think anytime it's scannable, it's going to make it a better experience for the user or the person that's looking at that product. So anyway, all right, thank you so much for that. So there you go. Big keyword tip, translation, get your keywords translated and, uh, and put them into some ads and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? You know, nothing, (laughs) you know what I mean? So there's, there's nothing really that you have to lose other than to see if anyone is discovering your product. If you put in translation into some of those keywords and a great way to do that is to see the impressions and then see clicks and then see sales by using sponsored product ads. So I think that's a great tip. So, all right, let's go ahead and listen to the last question of the day. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this up and we can get out of here. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, Scott. This is Ward in Michigan. Got a question about Amazon email lists. You've talked in your series about setting up various kinds of email lists to send to your customers on Amazon. The only thing is my understanding is that those customers are Amazons and that sellers should not be sending emails to the Amazon customers. Is that correct? If not, can you help me understand specifically what kinds of emails we are allowed to send? Thank you. Hey, Ward, thank you so much for the question, my friend. Uh, Yes, follow-ups are important. And this isn't about an email list necessarily. What you're talking about is, is it okay to still follow up with your customers using a tool or just even reaching out to them manually? And the answer is, yes, you still can do that. Now, can you get in trouble for spamming and for sending, uh, you know, promotional emails and deliberately trying to convince them to leave a positive review? Yes, absolutely. That's what, uh, you know, that's what got uh, Amazon, you know, or made them aware of, you know, follow-ups becoming kind of spammy. And then that's where they rolled out the feature to where you can unsubscribe to their emails. All right. So we're not necessarily talking about their, uh, or, you know, our customers or their customers as part of our email list. That's not necessarily what we're talking about because the thing is, is you're right. Like that customer is owned by, you know, Amazon. Like all we're doing is we're trying to create the best buyer experience by giving them a message after the fact to make sure a they got what they were supposed to get b if they had any problems please let us know and c maybe just a little bonus maybe it's going to be a how to guide or maybe it's going to be uh you know you can sign up to our vip list and you can register for your warranty like there's nothing wrong with that stuff because we're not we're not taking them and number one, directing them away from the sale. Okay. We're not saying like, Oh, go refund and then go buy it over here. That would be totally wrong. Um, all we're trying to do is make their experience better. Yes. We would love for them to get on our email list there, but there's other ways that we can get them, um, to come back to us, um, after the fact. And number one is to just really give them a great buyer's experience. 
And then from there, they're going to want to look up your brand. And then when they look up your brand, you're going to have places on your blog or on your YouTube channel or wherever where they're going to be able to subscribe. And then from there, they would become your, your on your email list. So now they're they're technically in your control. Um, you know, so that's that's technically what we're talking about. So do I think that it's important to follow up still? Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. All right. And I currently still use Salesbacker. Um, they're always up to date with with everything as far as like terms of service and you know, uh, they give you templates that you can use right out of the gate. Um, so I, I totally love them. If you guys are brand new and you want to try out a follow-up uh, software, um, Salesbacker has a 60-day free trial, no credit card. Um, so you can go ahead and, and give it a try. I believe it'll send uh, send out over 100 emails um, for you in a 30-day period. So depending on how many you're selling, if you're brand new, you're going to be able to at least get a feel for it. Super easy to set up. Um, I am an affiliate for them, so just to be totally clear, but I only support uh, you know other companies and tools that I know personally. Like I know Chris Guthrie personally. He's a great guy. He's built a lot of great companies, and he's got a great support uh, system in place. And he also is uh, is really up on terms of service and sticks by them. You know, we're not playing around with any gray hat stuff here at all. Um, it's all white hat. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, that that free trial, anyway, uh, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash follow up. So all one word. And I'll also put that on the show notes page and it's already on the resources page if you want to go check that out. So uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of follow-ups just for customer journey, meaning how can I make sure that when that one person buys, they're going to be happy? Because if they're happy, guess what? Naturally, they'll come back and want to help us maybe, right? Feedback, for our account, gives our account more, more, just more authority in a sense. It gives us, uh, you know, it's it's more seasoned in a sense, and it'll naturally come back and give us a review. Okay, now not everyone is going to give reviews, not everyone's going to give feedback, but the the more that you can connect with them and and do a really good job to serve them and to make sure that they're happy, um, good things will happen. And, and I've said that all along. So to me, it's it's worth it. All right, so. Hopefully that answered your question. Yes, you can still do it. And, uh, you know, at, at the time of recording this, uh, everything is still on board. Everything is still okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can totally, totally do it. And if you go to Salesbacker and you check that out, you know, if things change, they're going to know about it and you're going to be aware of it. So you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find that stuff out, you know, by just going there and checking out uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash follow up. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up. A lot of cool things happening. We're getting into fourth quarter here. Pretty, uh, pretty deep here, pretty soon. Uh, Super excited about that. I think we're going to have some really big numbers. And if you guys are just getting started, if you're just getting started and you're saying to yourself, Scott, do I have time to get in for fourth quarter? The answer is probably not depending where you are in the process. If you are already through product selection, you already have sourced your product and the product is on the way, then yes, you can probably get it in. But I would not let that stop you. So many people I hear say, Scott, I want to get in for fourth quarter. I want to get in for this big gold rush, right? And the, the, I mean, the, the truth is there'll be another gold rush, right? There'll, there'll be another big spike, but you got to get on there. You know, depending on what you're selling, first quarter could be your best quarter, depending on what you're selling. All right. So 
I don't look at it like I'm only going to get into this into this uh, you know Amazon world or even in just the e-commerce world just for one quarter. All right, I'm doing this for the long term. I'm doing this because I love building businesses. I love the challenge, um, and and I've said that before. It's kind of like a game to me, to where I can go out there and uh, and instantly be able to you know reach an audience of people that are interested in in a market and then from there see what they want and then serve it to them and then market to them and really give them value. Um, so I find you know I find that just really just intriguing to do that and that's what really drives me and then also helping you guys. So um, you know we're definitely going to be doing more moving forward, not just here in fourth quarter. But yes, fourth quarter is here and it's pretty exciting and we're excited. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm planning to have at least a three to a four x in fourth quarter. Uh, but we've built this new brand over the past six months. And we're ready for it. Like we're we're like now ready. Uh, we think we are. And uh, and I'll give you guys the play by play as soon as we get through it. But uh, yeah, it, it's been a process, and um, and it's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, I'm gonna stop talking now, so you guys can get on with your weekend. And I want to remind you guys of the show notes. They can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash four twenty seven. And uh, all the links, the show notes, everything will be there, transcripts. And um, yeah, and if you guys want to ask your own question and have it aired on an upcoming Ask Scott, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. And I hope to keep these a little bit shorter, but I just never know what I'm going to be talking about there in the beginning like I did here with my weekly thoughts. So hopefully that was valuable to you. Get out there, make it happen. And as always, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.